Welcome to the Just Baseball Show. I am joined today by Colby Olson, who just wrote two fantastic articles on JustBaseball.com detailing the five best changeups and the five best curveballs in Major League Baseball. So we're going to talk about that today. I also have five curveballs and five changeups from different pitchers that I want to throw at you to see how you feel about them. But first, Colby and I are actually starting a new podcast called Not Gambling Advice, where we'll be talking about gambling, fantasy baseball. What else are we going to be talking about, Colby? That's pretty much the gist, but it's going to be fun. Yeah, gambling, fantasy baseball. What else do you need to talk about, really? I mean, that that could take up seven days a week, 24 hours a day of research. It's crazy how much information there is out there. So much information and so many daily bets that we have to cover. Also, if you guys are fans of streaming pitchers, streaming players, we're going to come out with our fantasy baseball rankings as well. So hopefully you make not gambling advice, your fantasy baseball and your gambling podcast moving forward. And that's probably going to come out after the Super Bowl when we're getting closer to baseball season. And we're really excited about that. But I'm more excited, not more excited, probably equally as excited. I think it's a fair way to say it because I'm just generally an excited dude. And it kind of gets to an upper echelon of like 10 and it's just sticking at 10 about curveballs and change up. So again, Check out the article on JustBaseball.com. It's detailed MLB's best changeups and the other article, MLB's best curveballs. So, Colby, let's just start it off quickly with the number one changeup. And I think both of you, both of us would agree that this is the best changeup in baseball. It's Devin Williams of the Milwaukee Brewers. <sighs> this is a absolute bender. It's more of a screwball, isn't it? Yeah, it's basically a screwball or almost a, a backwards slider yeah. um, or backwards curveball. Now, I'm not really sure that this pitch is really classified as anything, but the airbender is what it's nicknamed. Devin Williams changeup spins at near 3,000 RPMs. It has almost 40 inches of drop, and it is it is as unhittable as a pitch as you can make. It's made in like a lab. It, it, it's almost non-human what this guy does with the baseball. Like he releases it off the side, reverse spin. It's crazy. So we're going to talk a lot about RPM um, and a couple other, you mentioned hor horizontal movement, vertical movement. Can you kind of give us a basis of like, what's a really good spin rate on a changeup, on a curveball, And because we're going to use specific numbers. So have people relate to those and where they kind of stack up to major league average. Definitely. So the weird thing about Devin Williams changeup is that it does spin a lot. It spins almost 3000 RPMs, which is basically the max you can get, right? A major league average fastball spins at about 22 to 2300 RPMs and an average MLB changeup spins at about 1800 RPMs. So it's lower and some changeups are as low as 1200, 1100 RPMs. So they're basically like so slow, which is creates that drop, creates the lack of velocity as well. And those can be so nasty too. So not necessarily just because a changeup spins faster means that it's just a better changeup, but Devin Williams almost defies that. 
he does define that. So yeah, a lot of changeups you'll see will not have as much spin. Um, but yeah, like getting into the curveballs that have a lot of spin as well. Curveballs will have a lot of forward spin. Um, and they'll be near 2,800, 3,000 RPM. Some guys are even up to 3,100, 3,200. I know Garrett Richards has the highest spin rate curveball of all, and that's like 3,150. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's the best. That's why it's funny. We're going to use RPMs to our advantage. We're going to talk about those, but not necessarily that means they're the best, but it's the combination of all of it. So the combination of all of it with Devin Williams, the high spin rate, the incredible horizontal and vertical movement, right? Yeah, yeah. So he gets like 12 inches of horizontal movement while getting this insane amount of drop near 40 inches. Most most really good changeups will drop about 30 to 35 inches and he he gets almost the most vertical drop. Um so that that's why I call it almost a backward slider because sliders often move um a lot horizontally as well as some guys shape them differently, right? That's another thing with pitches nowadays, right? There's a lot of curveballs that move like sliders and there's actually some sliders that move like curveballs. Yeah. Um and so it's kind of like this weird gray area of how do you how do you decipher what's a curveball and what's a slider um and and even what's a changeup now it's a backwards changeup so and Devin Williams you wrote in your article hitters mustard just a 136 average against the pitch and he used it more than 60% of the time that's why i think we both can agree this is the best changeup it's the most used pitch and hitters still can't hit it even though they mostly know it's coming yeah that's a great point i think uh if a pitcher uses a pitch a lot and gets great, great, you know, success with it. That's, that what's, that's what makes it so valuable. You can throw a pitch 15% of the time that you get great success with it, but it's like, okay, that's valuable. But how valuable is that? If your fastball that you throw 50% of the time is getting hammered. Yeah. And, and the next pitcher on the list, cause we both agree, Devin Williams change up absolutely disgusting from another planet, but a guy who throws harder than Devin Williams and the changeup looks even harder as well. Luis Castillo of the Cincinnati Reds. I mean, I'm watching a video right now on our website, just baseball.com. Luis Castillo just absolutely sorting Ronald Acuna Jr. with that changeup. His, his gets a lot of horizontal movement as well. It doesn't get the crazy drop that we see from Williams, but he comes off the side as well with that circle change. And, and it's, it's a beautiful pitch. Um, the most impressive thing for Luis Castillo is that pitch is just going to be a, a ground ball machine. No one can hit a home run off of that pitch. Just so nasty. Poor contact on 70% of batted balls through 2,300 changeups. What is it? It was one of the most used pitches by Luis Castillo. Do you think it's his best offering? Yeah, yeah. That's that's clearly his best offering. And, and it has been since he was a prospect. Like that, that changeup has always been talked about. I mean, obviously – that changeup is nothing without the 98, 99 mile an hour fast four seam fastball up yeah. in the zone. Cause that's what makes that pitch so effective. But without the changeup, you know, you could say the same thing about the fastball. And it looks like when he's pitching as well, it's coming from the exact same arm angle, right? It looks like it's almost impossible to decipher between the two because he still has that riding into righties fastball. And then the changeup does kind of that similar thing. So if they're on the same plane, one's just tailing and dropping a little bit more while the fastball is just riding it at 99. Yeah, yeah. So something we talk about a lot is tunneling, right? And I think changeup is probably the pitch that you need to have another pitch to tunnel off of it. Like if you only throw a changeup, you're going to get beat because guys can just look for it. Um, and, and it's not the fastest offering. So yeah, you need another pitch that looks exactly like it, right? It's 90% of the way there looks fastball, looks fastball, and then it just dives off a table. 
But on the other side, number three, Patrick Sandoval of the Los Angeles Angels, he doesn't have that great of a fastball. So that's why it's almost the changeup, how good it is and how effective it is. It's it's sort of weird in a way because most of these guys have electric fastballs that the changeup works nicely off it. But Patrick Sandoval, that's not the case. Yeah, I was looking at um, the best and worst pitches since 2015 in baseball and Patrick Sandoval's fastball is one of the most hittable pitches in all of baseball over that span. Huh. Like this, this guy without that fastball would be very, very effective. I think, you know, one, one way he can combat that is maybe throwing the change up more. I think I talked about that in the article, he has a good slider as well. Um, and yeah, if you can just like figure out something with that fastball to make it even like halfway decent, he could be, be a guy that really breaks out because last year he put up, you know, an ERA around four, um, he's definitely like a viable back end starter, but like if he got a fastball that was, you know, decent, he could be a, a solid three starter in this league and, and a guy that, you know, could be really beneficial for the, for the angels next year. I, I just, I always think that Patrick Sandoval is a little bit better than he is, but I think you might be right. And you know, I'm a guy who loves fastball first guys who's, off-speed works off it like if your fastball is unhittable similar to a freddie peralta but i did a guy you know it is padres week and i've been talking up chris paddock how i think he's due for a bounce back he's another guy whose fastball is very hittable but his off-speed is very good kind of similar to patrick sandoval but i think patrick sandoval is a little bit better yep. than chris paddock and i'm expecting a good 2022 out of patrick sandoval i'm just expecting a great 2022 out of these angels but your nl cy young pick for 2022 is next on this list, Julio Arias's of the Los Angeles Dodgers changeup. I mean, all of his pitches are disgusting, but why do you like his changeup so much? Well, I so the funny thing is, we'll get to it later in the article. He's on the changeup list, and not to spoil, but he's on the curveball list as well. Like this guy had any, and when I put together the fastball list, whenever I do that, he might make the fastball list. Like this guy legitimately has three top 10 pitches in baseball. Um, I mean, the changeup what do I talk about with Julio Urias? Always. He limits hard contact better than almost anybody in baseball. And that changeup is a big part of that. Cause it's a ground ball machine. No one can hit it hard. Um, I think it had like a 25% hard hit rate against um, nobody can touch it. So that that's just as simple as that. A ground ball on 60% of batted balls. And he didn't allow a single home run off the pitch the entire year. The more we talk about Julio Arias, dude, the more I'm in the boat where I think this is a definitive top 10 pitcher in baseball. And I kind of love your take. I might jump on it. I I've been on Walker <laughs> Bueller for 2022, um, but we're both on the Dodgers. And I think we both agree that these are just aces at the top of the Dodgers rotation. And to your point, again, I know we've talked about this before, but you'd think that Julio Arias would have so many innings under his belt, but he just really doesn't. He yeah. really doesn't. Yeah, it's a guy that I just keep harping on and, and I just keep falling in love with every every single day. So, yeah, yeah, awesome. So here's the last guy on the changeups list before I throw five guys at you. You have Lucas Giolito, who we are kind of on opposite sides, not opposite sides, because I still do like Lucas Giolito. I just I need to see more. But we saw a very solid second half and that was highlighted by this changeup. Yeah, yeah. So, so Giolito's uh, an interesting guy with this changeup because he's talked about it in interviews before that he likes to throw a changeup high in the zone because it tunnels well with his high forcing fastball and guys don't, they just don't even swing at it. And it just comes in at the top of the zone for called strikes. Um, but something that he started doing more in the second half of the season was throwing that changeup down in the zone 
Um, and I included a video of him striking out Teoscar Hernandez. I mean, the thing looks like it's going right down the middle and falls off a table, ends up in the dirt and, and just makes batters look stupid. Um, I think that's going to be a big, big pitch for him. And I think, I think it's good that, that he uses it up in the zone to keep guys honest. It's something different, but I yeah. think you have to use it down in the zone as well. Um, and, and if he can spot that thing around the zone on the corners, he's going to have a really successful 2022. I think where he ran into troubles is he was trying to locate that high changeup. And when you miss with a high changeup down the middle to some of these guys, it gets absolutely pillaged and much more than I think any other pitch because it just drops perfectly into the zone. It's 85 to 87 miles an hour. It just looks like a meatball. So if he's not commanding the changeup up in the zone or keeping it down in the zone, it's just so hittable. And that's all I saw last year. But if he can command that changeup effectively, work it off the fastball, tunnel like we always talk about he could bounce back into top 15 he could be one of the best pitchers in baseball and I think that's the thing separating it really because the changeup is that good if he can locate it he could be a top 10 pitcher if he can't we're looking at a guy with a four ERA yeah and the other interesting thing with Giolito is is the changeup we usually consider a ground ball pitch but for him it's not it's actually still a fly ball pitch which is Somewhat interesting. I think it's just the, the way he attacks batters and, and probably spin as well. Okay, so I have five changeups now that I want to throw at you. There are four pitchers on this list who you might not think actually have that good of a changeup. Maybe you haven't watched them that much, or maybe you do. But then there's one guy who is an ace in this league that I was watching his changeup all of 2021, and I'm just I'm enthralled by the pitch. I think it's phenomenal. So number one for me, Jose Suarez of the Los Angeles Angels. Second best run value for a changeup and opponents only hit 145 against the pitch in 2021. We're both big fans of Jose Suarez. Yeah. And, and this was a guy, right. That has Patrick Sandoval as his teammate with another best changeup. Um, I, I, when I was putting this list together, I remember seeing Jose Suarez name on there and he's a guy that also doesn't have a great fastball if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, and kind of gets beat that way as well. I don't know if that's just in the water in Los Angeles or in Anaheim, but whatever it is. And, and I think the changeup, because it wasn't necessarily that great in 2020, it was still pretty solid, but I think that's where he kind of took his big leap um, into one of the better pitchers in baseball. I would call him an above average starter. I think he's a three. Um, that's why I'm kind of excited for this. I keep saying it. I'm excited for this Angels team because I'm excited for Shohei. I'm excited for Patrick Sandoval and Jose Suarez and Noah Syndergaard. You know, if the if the if all these guys' pitches are working, especially these changeups from Sandoval and Suarez, they could actually have a pretty solid rotation. Yeah, I'm loving what I'm seeing from the Angels. And remember, Anthony Rendon was clearly not healthy last year. I, I think he'll bounce back. I think he'll bounce back for sure. You're getting Mike Trout back and Anthony Rendon. That's... What is that? 12 war. 12 <laughs> war. And then if Shohei yeah. puts another season like that, yeah, you know, I'd be scared a little bit. All right. This is a guy, this is a reliever on the Baltimore Orioles. And I've watched a lot of Orioles games because I tend to bet against them constantly. Yes. Yes. Of course you can. And this might be easy. Cause I, I, I said Baltimore Orioles and this guy's changeup is right up there with the best pitchers in baseball. Reliever. Is yep. it Cole Solcer? It is Cole Solsler, fourth best run value for a changeup. Opponents hit 125 against it, yet he threw it 33% of the time in 2021. And this wasn't just some breakout pitch for Sussler, 152 opponent batting average against in 2020 as well. This guy's just got a disgusting changeup and he's buried down there in Baltimore. 
Can I tell you that Cole Solcer just sounds like a changeup name? Like this guy's yeah. name just sounds like he throws a changeup that's really good. <laughs> he uh, does. He does kind of seem like a changeup guy. And then number three, this is the ace. I think Brandon Woodruff's changeup is so disgusting, Colby. I mean, he threw it less in 2021. It wasn't his first or even his second best offering, but I just think he should throw it more. Opponents hit only 195 against the pitch. I think if he upped the use of his changeup, he could be almost even better. And and that's a, it's not, it doesn't break the most. It doesn't have the best run value. But I just think when I'm watching it, I think it looks so hard to hit when he tunnels off his fastball. Yeah, wow. So he only threw it 14%. Yeah, I could yeah. see him throwing that more. I mean, it's just crazy with a guy like that. It's like, oh, I could throw my change up more. It looks like he exclusively throws it to lefties, which is, yeah. you know, that's a common with a guy with a right-handed pitcher that, you know, they're just going to fade away from lefties. Um, but, hey, can't fault the guy for not throwing it more if he has slider, curveball, fastball, they're unhittable. I'm just saying every every Brandon Woodruff start I watched, I just never saw anyone put a solid contact into that changeup. I'm like, ah, he's just throwing it to lefties. I don't know why he doesn't throw it more. I, I think it's actually one of the best changeups yeah. in baseball. Also, this guy doesn't make my list, um, but he should. I still think Jacob deGrom has like the best changeup in baseball. <laughs> Those 93 miles an hour, it's disgusting. Yeah. That was just going through my head too. That that's a, I mean, that's a pitch too, though, that like he only throws what, like seven or 8% of the time. Yeah. I might even be less. It's just fastball slider. And it's mostly just fastball these days. He's like, I dare you to hit one Oh two, but the next one is a Philadelphia Philly. His name is Connor Brogdon. This guy throws a change up 35% of the time, a one sixty seven batting average against in 2021 and a one twenty five batting average against in 2020 i haven't seen a lot of connor brogdon but i was watching some video and then i looked on baseball savant and saw the uh and saw the stats against the pitch and i'm like this is disgusting it just straight up is that's awesome i i uh i didn't try to put too many relievers on here um i tried to stick with starting pitchers and then like one or sprinkle sprinkle one reliever in there but i've heard of brogdon um he'll probably be be solid this year another guy that i thought about too was garrett whitlock on the red sox oh yeah a very good sinker changeup combo. Um, he was another guy. And I have one more reliever to throw at you. Wandy Peralta of the New York Yankees threw a change of 48% of the time <laughs> last year. 48% of the time. Dude, he threw it so much, and it was the fifth best run value out of any changeup in baseball. Opponents hit just 200 against the pitch in 2021 and 195 against the pitch in 2020, and he upped the rate of it a ton. And it showed it because it makes sense. This pitch is disgusting. I think the Yankees actually helped him out because he only threw it 35% of the time in 2020. Still a lot, but 48% of the time, more than his fastball, more than his sinker. Telling you, man, you you brought up a Red Sox. Wandy's got a great change. I remember looking at Wandy Peralta. Like I saw him pitching for the Yankees in the pen and I like didn't really think much of it. I'm like, Wandy Peralta, there's no way he's doing well. And so I looked like a month later, I saw his pitch mix was changed. And I said, oh, that's kind of interesting. Wandy's yes. changing the game. How old is he now? He's like, what, in his mid-30s? I think he's 34. Yeah. Um, I, I, I want to I fact check me on that, but I'm, I'm almost I, I believe positive. he's up there now, yeah. He's definitely getting older, but he's still he's still freaking good. 30 years old. So good thing oh. I fact checked myself. Wow, so basically, he's not even that old. I just thought he was old. He, I thought he was old, too, because the only thing I'm paying attention to is his pitch mix, and that's about it. And that's, you know, that's, that's on me. Best MLB's best curveballs. Number one, 
I don't know if this is the best curveball in so, baseball. Yeah, just to preface, I, I honestly didn't like rank them in any certain way in the articles because there's just like, especially with curveballs, there are at least 15 to 20 curveballs in, in baseball right now that are unhittable. Yeah. Um, so I just kind of put together like seven of the ones that I just really like. I think that's fair. Uh, I was just going to say, because his name comes up and I think he's the second best pitcher in baseball. And I think you would agree. So when his name's at the top, I'm just automatically going to say, Oh, is, is this the best curveball? And that's from Corbin Burns of the Milwaukee Brewers. 50.3% whiff rate on the curveball, And it's not even his best pitch, but dude, batters hit 069 against it last year i think i think when i was looking they they hit seven hits out of 111 so like how savant does it right is they count a batted ball against a a curveball as like a plate appearance with the curveball or a strikeout if he gets a strikeout with the pitch that's a plate appearance with the curveball so batters were seven for 111 against the curveball and I like how you said he's literally playing on rookie mode here, just a way to dismantle hitters. It's I mean, stupid. Corbin Burns, people are people might be hesitant to already put him in number two. Maybe you think about Max Scherzer, maybe you think about Garrett Cole. And I wouldn't say that you're wrong. I would just say Corbin Burns is in this conversation because not only does he have the track record of 2020 and 2021, if we're looking at just straight stats, but when you watch him pitch as well, this is not just a stat mongler. This guy, you watch him pitch for Milwaukee, and he is freaking phenomenal. I would, we need to start a campaign to make Corbin Burns a household name, right? Because he he is one of the best pitchers in baseball. And if I go and ask my mom, hey, mom, what do you think of Corbin Burns? She's going to go, what are you talking, who's Corbin Burns? She'll know DeGrom, she'll know Scherzer, she'll know Garrett Cole, she'll know all the top, other top pitchers, but she will not know who Corbin Burns is. And it's, it's time that we make him a household name. I think if he turns in another season like 2020, like 2021, even 2020, he will become a household name. It's just the problem with you're sitting in Milwaukee. I mean, on a couple of podcast episodes, um, Jack and Aram did rank some baseball superstars. And it's not just because of the quality of play. It's also where you're playing. Because if Corbin Burns was wearing pinstripes in New York or he was wearing blue in Los Angeles or he was 100%. wearing red at Fenway, he would probably be a household name, but yeah. he's down in Milwaukee. And he also, this is the thing that is so underrated about all these Brewers pitchers. They pitch in a bandbox. It's so hard <laughs> yeah. to pitch in Milwaukee. Yeah. It's so hard to pitch in Milwaukee. It's one of the smallest ballparks in baseball. And these guys are still just shoving day in and day out. And look, we have another guy in blue. Julio Arias is back on the curveball rankings yep. because it's just straight up disgusting. And it looks like Fernando Venezuela. It does. And this is, this is a guy that right. Corbin Burns only pit, uses his curveball 18%. Urias uses it 35%. So this is a main pitch for him. Um, and when he's getting the results that he has a 181 Woba against, and you know, the, the interesting thing with Urias is he doesn't get a ton of whiffs. His whiff rate on his curveball is right around 30%. Um, and right, Corbin Burns was at 50%. Some of the really good curveballs in baseball are mid 40%. Um, but he just doesn't, he throws it for strikes, which is hard to do, but he does um, and gets a lot of weak contact. And it's, it's just unhittable. And we already talked to Julio Urias. You know how we feel. We're talking 2022 NL yep. Cy Young Award winner. You're looking at a future bet. 
I'm pretty sure you're going to get great value on Julio Arias. And I'm, I'm going to sprinkle. I like Walker Beal better, but I'm going to sprinkle with you. Not gambling advice, but I'm going to sprinkle. Max Freed of the Atlanta Braves is next on the list. I mean, we saw you got even retweeted by Pitching Ninja because you were talking about the exact same horizontal movement and that even out of the hand, it looks so similar to Clayton Kershaw, who has one of the best curveballs of all time. Yeah, it was dope. Shout out to Rob Friedman, Pitching Ninja, because I tweeted at him yesterday and I said, hey, uh, Max Fried and Kershaw have almost the same curveball by velocity and vertical movement. It, it Both their curveballs drop 65 inches, so he put together an overlay. So you got to go check that out, which is really cool. So shout out to him. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're talking about a guy, Max Fried, who has the same curveball basically as Clayton Kershaw. It's a slower curveball, which we've been talking about um, the fast curveball that's coming into style now, right? Guys that are throwing their curveball 80 plus um, is the way to go because last year, Woba on curveballs above 80 was 235. Woba on curveballs below 80 was 290, right? So that's mm-hmm. a big gap there. Um, but not to say that slow curveballs still are not popular and get the job done because Max Freed shows you can get the job done with a loopy curveball. Oh yeah, he is so good. And he is inside your top 20 pitchers for 2022 how about his teammate whose curveball is a little bit harder and it spins like crazy spins like crazy colby charlie morton of the atlanta braves throws a disgusting curveball and it was pitching ninjas pitch of the year for a reason yeah third highest uh spin rate on a curveball it's over 3,000 rpms and back to what i was saying about sliders and curveballs kind of meshing this is a guy that kind of has a slurve in a way Um, it's above 80 miles an hour. It breaks over 10 inches horizontally and 50 inches downward vertically, which is the movement on this thing is just insane. And, and so back to the spin, right? I mean, that's what creates that movement, right? If you have a ton of spin, that's going to create more downward movement. And Joe Musgrove is, is he the last one on this list? No, we got one more reliever, and I'm excited to talk about reliever. But the next one, Padres Week, Joe Musgrove makes the list for best curveballs in baseball. And I, I just like how you said it. Joe Musgrove's pitch mix is simply a work of art. Why? So he throws his slider and curveball more than he does his fastball. He pitches backwards, and he does what I say a lot about these guys that don't have good fastballs. Hey, throw your secondaries more throw. Like when I'm looking at a guy that just missed this list, Tristan McKenzie was just off. He has a nasty curveball, right? But he only throws at 18% throws his slider 19%. Why don't you go take notes from Joe Musgrove and just increase those secondary offerings usage and throw your fastball less because Joe Musgrove has found his thing doing this and it's working. Cause Joe Musgrove doesn't throw all that hard. Right. I mean, isn't he only averaging 92, 93, 94 on the fastball? He's not someone who's going to blow by you. Yeah. Yeah. He throws about 93 on the fastball, I believe. Yeah. So, yeah, he's not going to blow by you. I was just considering that with uh, comparing those two with Tristan McKenzie because Tristan McKenzie doesn't throw that hard either. But we see 60% usage on the fastball, yet guys are hitting the fastball. Throw that curveball that's one of the best in baseball. Use your other pitches, and, and you'll be more, in our opinion, we think you'll be more of an effective pitcher. And McKenzie has a whiff rate of, 45 percent on his curveball that thing is a hammer see i was going to mention that as one of the five that i was going to throw at you but now that we talked about it i still got i still got yeah we're on the same page but the last one the last one of the curveballs craig kimbrell i mean the knuckle curveball from 
the depths of hell. I mean, this has been one of the best pitches in baseball for a while now. How many highlights have you seen with Craig Kimbrell just freezing somebody with a knuckle curve at like 84? It's fast too. Yeah, sometimes even faster. It gets yeah. up there to, to 87 sometimes, which is pretty amazing. Um, but relievers have a tough time throwing curveball because you can't really throw it for a strike that often. And he's kind of defied that because guys chase at it. He, he gets like 40% of 40% swings on pitches out of the zone. Um, and so he doesn't allow home runs on this pitch. The fastball was what bit him in the butt at the end of last season, but that curveball is still amazing. And 10 years running, 10 years plus running, Craig Kimbrell has been a top three reliever in this league. And going into 2022, I don't know if he's a top three reliever, but he's definitely in the top 10. And of course, this list would not be complete without Clayton Kershaw. You could make the argument it's one of the best curveballs of all time. Yeah, yeah, I said that in the article. I, I think it's even if it's not one of the best because he doesn't throw it enough, he, he only throws it about 15 to 20% of the time. Um, I think it's one of the most iconic pitches of yeah. all time. I, I said, like, if you close your eyes and you're just envisioning a pitch and I say envision Clayton Kershaw's curveball, you can immediately see that thing looping with his weird mechanics. And, and I can just see that. I'll take you one step further. I think you just imagine curveball. And one of the first ones that come to my mind is Sandy Koufax. Number two is probably Clayton Kershaw. And I think that just goes to show the longevity of Kershaw. I just hope, I hope his arm is okay. I hope we're going to still be able to see Kershaw because we talked to Dustin. He says it's bad. His back is, is done. His shoulder is, is messed up. And the Dodgers didn't offer him the qualifying offer, but I just hope we see him in a Dodger uniform or some uniform in 2022. Um, And he doesn't, you know, I just hope he's okay. That's all I can say. That's all I can say. So I'm going to throw, throw some more curveballs at you because these are some of my favorites. Um, yeah. So this one I don't actually think should make the list, but the only reason it's on my list is because it moves the most. Alex Reyes' curveball, it, it's, it's not just drop off the table where a table might be four feet. It's dropping off of a six-foot man's head. I mean, that's how much this pitch moves and he throws it so fast, but he just doesn't command it that well yet. And he relies more on the slider because opponents hit 333 against it in 2021, but only 200 against it in 2020. I think it might've just been a little bit of a down year for the pitch, but I still view it as one of the better curveballs in baseball. Yeah. I remember when I was putting this list together, I looked at Alex Reyes because I, I remember watching the curveball and remembering, wow, that that pitch was filthy. Disgusting. And then when I went to his baseball savant, I realized he only throws it like seven yeah. or 8% of the time because he the can't thing. throw it for a strike. So yeah, yeah, that's why I exempted, but I agree. It's, it's, it's a filthy pitch. It's disgusting. So number two for me, dude, I actually, I, I got to ask you where we're missing this guy. I mean, Shane Bieber, I know opponents at 233 against it in 2020, but 095 in, or sorry, 233 in 2021 and an 095 batting average in 2020. And he threw it more this year than last. I know it didn't have the best, I guess, you know, batting average against, but it's Shane Bieber. He's one of the best pitchers in baseball and that's his best pitch. Yeah. Yeah. I think you could definitely make the case for Shane Bieber there. I think, yeah, he just didn't have the best year with it last year. And like I said, there's just so many good curveballs, yeah. but I think that's a great addition. I, I, I have a couple of guys that I, I was like, oh, I need to fit them on this list, but like I'm running out of room here. I know. That's the thing. It was like, when we're only listing five. There's probably 
15 curveballs from pitchers and 15 changeups that you could yep. all make the argument should be on this list. I have two that I that I'm gonna wait for you to go through your five and see if you hit both of them because I have two that I'd like right off. So this one has to be close. Lance McCullers of the Houston Astros, a 149 batting average against in 2021 and had the fifth best run value um, of any curveball in baseball. Was that one that you considered? Yep, that's that was definitely one I considered. And that's another one that he throws that one hard. I think hard. he throws that one like 84 miles an hour and that thing is tight. It's, it's yeah. a cool pitch. Another one. Do you have uh, a, a teammate of his on your list? I don't have a teammate. Okay. Of his so Framber Valdez is yes. a guy that just missed as well. We think of Framber Valdez as a ground ball guy gets 70% ground balls, most in the league, but when he needs a whiff, he goes to this big, big bender with a 45% whiff rate. And it is a back knee killer. Like I, I saw some bad swings on this pitch. So that one just missed for me. Framber is so good. And he's so fun to watch too. My, my next one, I think Walker Bueller's curveball is freaking gross. Colby 175 batting average against in 2021. He threw it less in 2021, but it seemed more effective than it was in 2020 opponents hit about 250 against the pitch and remember batting average isn't the perfect indicator of how well hitters are doing off the pitch, but you know, batting average still matters. How much did he throw it, Pete? Um, I think he threw it about 18% of the time. Okay. I don't have the exact pitch arsenal stats pulled That's up, fine. but I just know he threw it less than last year or less in 2021, but it was just more effective. And I think he kind of used it in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Do you have one more or I have, yes, I do have one. Well, no, I have, I have two more. Two more. Okay. Did I mention Tyler Glasnow yet? No, but this because... was definitely one that that was right there. I just I actually was going to put in a note that I exempted him. Yeah. Because he's not going to pitch next next season. That that's the thing. That's what I assumed because I know that he implemented that third pitch, the slider, in 2021. I mean, we were talking about that at the beginning of the year that if Tyler Glasnow adds this incredible slider and and it looked incredible through the first couple starts of the season. We're like, all right, this is a top five, top 10 pitcher. He's long, he's lanky, he gets great extension. His fastball is high spin and he tunnels it well with his other off-speed pitches. If he can stay healthy, this is an ace of ace. But unfortunately, he will not be pitching in 2022 and kind of seems like a viable trade candidate for the Rays because they don't want to pay him. That's going to be, I cannot wait for his return in 2023. I know I'm getting ahead of myself. We're not even at this next baseball season. I know. But I, I like I think back to when Jose Fernandez was out for like almost two seasons. This is like almost that level. Like we're going to see Tyler Glass now come back and he's a top 10 pitcher in baseball. And like that doesn't happen every day where you're like that excitement of oh guys, a top guy's back. I just want to see Tyler Glasnow back in a uniform, whatever uniform it is. I would, I would just like to see him in a uniform. Dylan Cease is the last one on my list. You know, opponents at 200 against the pitch in 2021. They had about 091 in 2020, but he threw it more this year, but it wasn't as effective, but he threw it more. So there you go on that one. But I still really do like Dylan Cease's curveball. I think it's, I think it moves a lot. I think he tunnels with it. Well, I like the curveball. So one guy that I think <laughs> if I was going to put one more name on this list that needs to be on it, it's Herman Marquez of the Colorado Rockies. Um, the weird thing, and I, I talked about this in an article I wrote about tinkering with pitch usage this summer, um, is he actually went and threw his slider more last season. So he flip-flopped curveball and slider usage. Slider was at 25% usage. Curveball was at 18%. 
And I don't know if that's because he found that pitching an elevation, the slider is the better pitch to use. I don't know if that's supported by the data though, because his curveball had a Woba against below 200 the last three to four years. And so this pitch is, is about as good as it gets. If Herman Marquez ever makes it out of cores, we could be looking at a guy that, that could be a top 20 pitcher. It's just hard to put a guy that pitches in cores in the top 20. I know. It's just so hard. And it's so hard for these guys in Coors Field. I mean, what are we supposed to do, Colby? What are we supposed to do? Like, I just pulled up. Let's let's see the actual numbers. So last <laughs> season, guys hit 144 against it, a 165 Woba, and a 42.7% whiff rate. And in comparison, the slider, which he actually went to more, 245 batting average against, 316 Woba against. So like that, that's a pretty big difference between a pitch that he's using more for some reason. I think he should go back to that curveball. Let's get Herman Marquez out of Colorado. But Colby, that was phenomenal. Curveballs, changeups, those are the best in baseball. But you got one more. I got, I actually have two more. Two more. Um, but these I are not it. guys that missed the list. These are guys that going into this year, you should watch their curveballs because I think they might make the list by the end of the year. Number one, Josiah Gray. So Josiah Gray throws his uh, curveball very hard, 84 miles per hour. Not much drop, only 42 inches, but he gets whiffs, 48% whiff rate, which was would be basically at the top of the curveball charts. The second guy is a minor leaguer, and it's Jack Leiter. Jack Leiter, huh? We should already be worried about Jack Leiter of the Texas Rangers. One word, that thing is a hammer. Hammer. I love that. We're ending on a hammer. So those were the best change-ups. Those were the best curveballs. What pitches can we expect on just baseball.com to be evaluated by you next? I'm going to do them all. I'm going to do sliders. I'm going to do four-seam fastball. I'm going to do sinkers. I'm going to do splitters. There's not too many splitters out there, but I think that the ones that are thrown a lot are just super, super nasty. I mean, Gosman, Hauk throws a splitter now. Eovaldi throws a splitter. And, of course, the king, Otani. I like it. What about cutters? We just... Are we just cutting the list off at Corbin Burns, Nestor Cortez, even Wade Miley's got a nasty cut. I'll throw, I'll throw cutters in there. Yeah, I'll do I'll do them all, really. Maybe I'll throw in uh, random pitches. Like, I'll do knuckleballs and I'll do Grinky's Ephus. We need some knuckleballs. Uh, is there – how many knuckleballers are there in baseball currently? Is I there think there might one? only be one. There's one. I don't even remember who it is. I remember seeing one guy through knuckleballs last season. But I remember being like – are there not any knuckleballers anymore? But I think there's one out there. I, I got to look that up. As, as front offices value spin rate, the knuckleball has gone into non-existence, but we, sh- we, need, we need knuckleballers in baseball. R.I. Dickey won a Cy Young. Did he deserve it that year? Uh, you know, you can make some arguments. Either. But, I mean, hey, we- he won it. Wilbur Wood back in the 1970s, the lefty knuckleballer, won a Cy Young. Like, That's- that guy was crazy. That's what I'm talking about. So thank you guys, everyone, for listening. Get your Just Baseball merch in the episode description of this podcast. Check us out on YouTube at Just Baseball Media and on TikTok, Instagram, the whole shebang at Just Baseball Fans. And also give us a follow on Twitter. I'm at PeterApple23. You're Colby Olson. Colby underscore Olson three on Twitter. Perfect. And watch out. Not Gambling Advice. The podcast is coming. And probably in the middle of February, right before baseball season, we're going to be coming out with our fantasy baseball rankings, as well as giving you not gambling advice on every single baseball game. That's you can find on the TikTok and throughout our podcast. So anything else before we go, Colby? 
Peter, we might have to bet on simulated baseball games if, if the uh, Dude, owners that, and players don't come to an agreement. Idea. What, if, what if you and I were just did a YouTube show where it's just you and I sitting right next to each other, like Sports Center, and just making up the games? Like if it's on <laughs> April 1st, we'll just make up what it should be and just go through a simulated games and like report on it and pretend we'll do a recap. Real. Like, oh, Mike Trout hit two home runs in his, his debut. And then we could, be in, we could be incredibly biased too. Like the Yankees and Red Sox will not lose a game the entire year um arms marlins are going over jack's white Sox are going over we could be extremely biased and but you know as unbiased journalists unbiased biased yes exactly all right everybody thank you